0: You're listening to Fucks Given, the one with Flo Perry.
1: <laughs>
2: Woo Woo! that's me <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hi How lovely How <laughs> uh, Yeah I'm really good I'm in a good
2: mood today Yay that. We, that like to that. That we like to hear
1: that We like good really moods great. When it's uh, through uh, Especially these times Where good moods Are hard mm-hmm. to come
0: by <laughs> Oh
2: sometimes I'm in a terrible mood I actually did a podcast The other day And I was like guys I just, I just want to tell you I'm miserable.
0: <laughs> oh my God, we have those days. We have those yeah. days where we have to turn up to record and we're both sitting there like, this is the last thing that we want to do right now. But usually the podcast brings out the good
2: mood. Yeah, yeah it's Today, very true. Mm-hmm. Um, in the spirit of this podcast, I am not faking it. I am truly in a good mood.
1: <laughs> Said in the most like unenthusiastic
0: voice, I am not faking it. <laughs> no,
1: the smile, actually- the smile says everything.
0: We we like we bumped into at an event like pre-COVID
2: times. Oh my god, random is that! I had such fun that night.
0: Me and my girlfriend actually
2: talked about that night as like the last kind of random thing we did. (laughs) It was pretty random. I actually had a secret about that night. You know how (gasps) they just like had loads of sex toys laid out and you were allowed to take three?
0: Yeah, we we stole
1: loads. I mean, it's not really stealing How if they. It's, it was like a buffet of sex toys. They had a lot there as well. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, I don't. I don't think I've been into as many as those brand events as you guys. So I got overexcited, drank too much champagne, and then we we took like ten sex Jacked toys. them all. Oh my god! I yes. Fully that. Yeah, I've been giving it. them to people for, for their birthday presents all year.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> that's what we do. I'll, I'll use a toy once, try it out, and then if it's not for me, then give it to one of my friends. As like they, they they know that I've been using it, so.
2: Yeah, yeah, I have that's... also re-gifted used sex toys. Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't think
1: there's anything wrong with that because bacteria and like the bad things that we think would lie on sex toys don't live on sex toys. It's like COVID. You think about that. Like if something's <laughs> left for a long Gosh. time, obviously it's different for different COVID strains. Uh, I'm, I'm making this <laughs> Why too. Are we like about COVID I don't in know. What <laughs>
2: <story?
1: laughs> well, the moral of the story was: you cannot get STIs from sharing sex toys unless it's like you know double dip. Dip, dip right there in the moment and it's still wet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Anyway, yeah, I have washed thoroughly and then been like, would you like this this sex toy that I, I have three in slightly different shapes of? Yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Exactly. We love it. So for all our curious fuckers, Flo, could you tell them a little bit about yourself?
2: About me? Wow, okay. Um, <laughs> I, am, I am an illustrator and author of the book How to Have Feminist Sex. Yes
1: yes i um, love that book it's right next to me right now i'm just really <laughs>
2: <laughs> um uh yeah and i've illustrated other things i'm also a pet portrait artist that's my main job at this time of the year <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: i can imagine
2: um uh yeah and I, I used to write for buzzfeed as well cool amazing
0: that's yeah you're you your illustrations are so so good and they're really I guess they're really on point you're kind of open about sex and they're very like body positive like body honest forward as well
1: Mm, it's such like a, a nice book it's very like bright and colorful and you're not you're not bored mm. it's not like long and lengthy even full of text you're like oh new <sighs> illustration oh that's cool
2: yes it's very easy <laughs> to read
1: yes it, which is the kind of books i like i like picture books <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: me too f- funny that reed doesn't like reading she doesn't like <laughs> i
1: know mom and dad you <laughs> fucked up so
0: bad there <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about sex. What was your first kind of relationship like with sex when it came to sex education and how you learned about everything?
2: Um, I think I was always very keen <laughs> uh, when it came to sex. I don't ever like remember the, like, the talk or anything like that. I've, mm. I have no memory of not knowing what sex is. Really? Yeah, I just like... Wow. So I don't know how that happened. <laughs>
1: um. <laughs> Maybe you never had a talk though. I think a lot of people who grow up in quite open households, they don't have that whole sit down at the end of the bed talk. It's just part of the going like ongoing conversation, which is actually yeah. I think better than like a actual. So the birds and the bees. This is where this comes from. It's it's just like well yeah, yeah. people have sex. That's cool. Like I think I probably
2: point. asked like how babies were made in that period where kids asked like a million mm-hmm. questions. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. How do cards work? how do babies make like where does does food come from like (laughs) chickens have feelings you know and like kids are like four they're just like they want to know all the shit I definitely went through a big one of those phases and then because I was probably like my parents probably didn't treat that question any different to the like yeah why is chicken so tasty question
0: (laughs) It's that why stage, but why? But yeah. why? But why? That's so good though, like, it just shows that like growing up in a household that's open about sex is so important because you never really had to be like, like, scared about that conversation about sex and learning about it that way how did you feel like when you had sex education did you feel like you got like a lot of knowledge from that or what was your experience No,
2: definitely not all my experience of sex education was definitely like i already know this my my, <laughs> my funniest sex education story is i was like 13 or 14 in a biology class having like a mm. sex ed talk and one of the other girls in my class asked the teacher what does an orgasm feel like <gasps> And at this point, I had definitely been wanking for quite a while, and I was like, "Well, (laughs) sucks to be her because I definitely know." Yeah, Yeah.
1: (laughs) I I had a similar experience. I remember my friend being like, "I've never masturbated," and I was like, "What? How? (laughs) How have you not masturbated? Are you saying that from shame, or are you saying that because like I'm fucking like?" yeah bashing off any second I can like running to the <laughs> toilets and having a wank at school
0: I don't think I knew what masturbation was though I don't think I knew what I was doing like mm. I didn't really know it was I don't think I even knew it was a
2: sexual act at all I was just like this feels good
1: yeah I'm gonna keep doing this <laughs> yeah yeah
2: anyway my biology teacher said that an orgasm was like a sneeze no yeah she was like it's like it's coming it's coming and then it's there <laughs> oh, I kind of I kind of I guess I think yeah. It's as good as it like exclamation as any. I was like, yeah, relate, Doctor yeah. Smith.
0: It's yeah,
1: not that bad. Yeah. Oh, like, that's awesome. not too bad, but I mean, it would probably be like a tenth of a sneeze.
0: <laughs> that is actually kind of interesting. Now, I've never thought of a sneeze doing that, like like an orgasm. It doesn't. Yeah. Does, they both it have built up. Yeah, mm,
1: and sometimes totally. you can have really yeah. shit weak orgasms where you're like, oh, that literally was a sneeze. Yes. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. oh okay cool nice and now it's gone and you're like
2: oh <laughs> shit yeah when was, you're like, on the, like 10th link of the day <laughs> no, joking, that, was my, that was my that was my work this
1: morning, morning. <laughs> I, I was like uh, you know built and built and then all of a sudden it was over and i was like oh okay well let's try that again in a bit
0: <laughs> you obviously like with your artwork and stuff you talk about sex quite openly like your book so why did you think it was so important to open up this conversation around
2: sex I just felt that, like, a lot of the, like, uh, you know, broadly feminist women that I knew and that I was talking to would... were still kind of having, like, a huge sense of shame around sex. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I went to university, like, the kind of, like, sluts and players conversation was still very much, like, apparent, like, it was still very much a double standard, which I was, like, felt at the time was so backward. Yeah. and I still think that, that we have like a massive problem in society with fat phobia um, mm-hmm. and I think that that kind of influences how all women feel about their bodies and uh, yeah. therefore how they feel when they're having sex. So I just mm-hmm. I still feel like there's a lot of like thinking and work that most uh, women and everyone else um, has to do about sex.
0: We, I think the work is definitely not done and I think it like it feels sometimes like in our kind of circles and our bubbles that like oh look everyone's like really comfortable talking about sex like they're open in their relationships they like have the conversations and then it takes like one sort of like reminder outside of your kind of like little bubble for people just to be like so I was talking to my dad recently he was like oh like I, was like, I don't really feel like I have to approve of what you do. Like, you work in the sex industry. And it's like, Aww. it's like the way he was saying it was like, this seedy sex industry. It's like, sake, say oh. dad. Okay, so then suddenly you're like, okay, like that's actually good because you've made me so aware that there's still like a whole range of people out there that still have no fucking idea, like what this conversation really is about and like why it's really important to talk about this. Mm,
2: totally. That must which be is... his ex-
1: sex education and the fact that he just hasn't mm. been taught right. He wasn't given the tools to, to learn or to want to learn. He was probably, I don't know, embedded in shroud, shrouded in mm-hmm. embarrassment and shame about sex, which makes this area, this conversation, so taboo to talk about for him. And I'm sure it's like yeah. that for fa- like hundreds and thousands of people, like our parents, like we just... Yeah. We we forget about the other side. We're, we're so yeah. open on this side. And then you come out and say something and people are quite shocked by it. And you're like, but how are you shocked about this? This is so important.
0: I know I think that's just we just need to continue having these conversations and the more we have them like the more we spread awareness I think that's why like it's really important for like our audiences to grow like on all platforms because we need to reach more people like more people somehow we need to get into like the mainstream consciousness <laughs> yeah so that, like especially what you were saying actually with like fat phobia and mm-hmm. like because we, we have like shows on TV, like Love Island and stuff like that. And everyone's got like the perfect shape, body, like perfect in quotation marks. Like, and that's all we see in representation on mainstream media. Like yeah. We still don't really, we don't get the whole picture. So like, I actually saw an article. Oh my God, I saw an article and this is kind of... I guess something that I did as well is that this year has been like the biggest year for any sort of like cosmetic surgery like really yeah so like apparently lockdown has mean I've
2: got healing time I don't need to go out and see everyone I can secretly get this done
0: yeah I even got lip filler this year so like I was watching so much of the Kardashians I was just like well you know just a little little plump in there not too bad (laughs) I had but like still like this it's kind of crazy that this year has done that to people and even myself
2: <laughs> something I know I, I wake up to uh, Zoe Ball on Radio 2 every morning mm-hmm. I'm just like you guys <laughs> i'm so normal anyway but zoe ball who like i think of in my head as quite a a thin woman Mm -hmm. and i see her on strictly it takes two as well and she's definitely like a thin woman she talks every fucking day about like oh had too many pies this weekend gotta kind of watch my way i know and i like i'm not blaming zoe ball like i'm obviously still a fan of the show <laughs> but like it does just feel like this is like this is like a radio show that goes out to like four million people every single day mm. and we're just it's just normal for women to hate their bodies and to like be in the mindset of like constant diet of like yeah
0: I have it mm. like I I'm just the same I like I'm right now like this week I just feel like so bad about my own body I'm just and I'm like I just like, I have this thing I'm like January you know what like gonna start like not getting the takeaways I'm gonna like actually get back into the exercise but it is it's always been this constant battle for me I've Mm. always been in this like huge fluctuation of like loving my body la 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 but then like deep down I'm like but I actually really want to lose a stone
1: yeah like I want to be ripped I want to have a six-pack I want to have giant tits giant ass but still have a tiny waist that's just (laughs) very it's 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 almost like impossible. I think that's why so many people have surgery because they want this sort of Barbie outline figure yeah. that we have glorified and sexualized yeah. when it's not necessarily it's, healthy. Yeah. When you could be so healthy mentally, unhealthy and so and look so healthy on the outside and it's just it, yeah. it's it's dangerous. That's why I never bought scales. My mom was like don't buy scales because it will fuck with your mind because you will mm. constantly be comparing yourself to yourself all the time and it's normal for us to fluctuate. And comparing yourself to another person is even worse. Like you have to be happy, you have to learn. Sorry, learn to be happy about the body that you have, the body that you're given. And yes, it is shit when we blow and we when we put on weight. But that is also part of being a woman. We put on weight to protect potential babies. We blow. We have a uterus in there. There's there's so many other factors that. And I'm not just saying men don't get this. Men get this a lot too. And if not worse, because yeah. they can't talk about it as much as women. But women do get, I think we just get the a, a worse end of the stick with society and with the fact mm. that our bodies are dealing with so much shit. Hormone it's... fluctuations are a massive one.
0: Well, it's funny because like, Also, when you look at other people or like other partners, sexual partners, you never look at their body and think like, oh, you really need to like change up something or like whatever. You never judge that person as harshly as you judge yourself. Yeah, And like you, your partners never think these things. We're just so harsh when it comes to ourselves. And I don't know what we can do about that at the end of the day. I think it's just seeing more, more representation
1: well, these, right? these are like, all learned behaviours, the the fact yeah. that we're learning to hate our bodies and learning to want this perfect idea of a body. Mm. So it means that we have to unlearn them and put yeah. in the time and effort to get comfortable with us, our physical attributes, the things that yeah. we like, the things that we don't like and accept them. We don't have to like them, but we have to mm. accept them. And then that's how we move on. That's how we, well, it's easier said than done. It's, it's a fucking struggle, I think, for a lot of people, for most people
2: something that I've done that has been really helpful for me is realising that, like, this kind of big tip, big ass, tiny waist is not, like, actually everyone's sexual preference. Yes. Yeah. And, like, actually, like, we're really fed by, like, the capitalist media that, like, mm-hmm. spend money to look like this, get the cosmetic surgery, buy the Slim Fast shakes, whatever it is, like... Yeah. like that is the motivation for looking like this. Not because it makes you the pinnacle of attractiveness, but because it's like getting other people rich if you yeah, look like this. Yeah, buy it's this. Like <laughs> unattainable. And actually, like, there are lots of people out there that aren't into, like, this one mainstream version mm. of attractiveness. There are lots of people yeah. who prefer fatter women, who, like, prefer women with tiny tits. Who like are into body hair, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Like, yeah, you guys know that the world of sexual attraction is broad and wonderful, and wonderful whatever you result. look like, you are going to be someone's ideal type somewhere out there in the world. Yeah, mm, well
1: said. I think Instagram yeah. is such <laughs> such a, like an evil factor in this. Like, we're all obsessed with Instagram. It's it's become not just our social media. It. It's it's horrible. It's a horrible thing. Um, but it's also become people's like jobs and work and livelihood and we're force fed all this, all this crap. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're Ah, fucked basically. We hate it, but we're, we're stuck on it. (laughs) Bring something I wish I didn't have
0: to draw, draw this shit anymore. Yeah, I'm (laughs) done. Fuck you. So the game changer. Mm. What was the pivotal moment in your life so far? with your sex and relationships that's really changed your life in some kind of way?
2: Well, I think there's been lots like, you know, I think I, I'm, you know, I am a 28 year old woman and I have constantly, I've been having sex for like over 10 years and (laughs) I've like constantly learning and it's been getting better and better. Yeah. Um, but I have to say when I first started having sex with my current girlfriend, who I've been with nearly two years now, that was a bit of a game changer for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've been having sex with women for the, the whole time I've had I like I lost lost my virginity. I hate that phrase, but I first mm-hmm. had, when I first had sex it was with a woman. Yeah. Um and I've had other long term girlfriends. I'd lived with a girlfriend before who I loved very much. Mm-hmm. But like i I'd, I'd never been like really, really topped before. Mm-hmm. Uh, And I'm saying, like, top in in the queer sense of top. Like, uh, it's not, like, about a physical act. It's, like, I think, like, it's more equivalent to, like, the heterosexual dom and sub than it is, like, topping and botting as a physical act. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, like, my current girlfriend, um, she gave me permission to say on the radio that she's a massive top. Um, (laughs) um, Oh, my God, it's mind-blowing. Who knows that I I also am just a, a little tiny bottom... Uh, quite a medium-sized bottom actually <laughs> uh, um but yeah um I, I i'm really loving it and i yeah i'm having the best sex of my life and you know i'm the fattest i've ever been and i'm having the best sex of my life and i'm the happiest i've ever been
1: oh that's yes. incredible we love that <laughs> that's so lovely to hear
0: what was it about like suddenly experiencing being topped or like being the submissive person in sex like, that really changed sex?
2: I think, like, without giving uh, our entire, you know, <laughs> sexual history away, which she has mm-hmm. not given me permission to do, um, <laughs> I I think it's, it's useful to have, like, a narrative when it comes yeah. to sex. Like, I feel like a lot of uh, monogamous people, uh, which I am one of them, um, mm-hmm. the relationship problem they come to again and again is, like, the lack of novelty means that they like the sexual spark dies and they start having less and less sex basically yeah. and then their relationship falls down the toilet. Which yeah. I'm sure we've all experienced, many people mm-hmm. have experienced. Yes,
0: yeah, definitely.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um but if you have like a kind of narrative, like if you if it's more than just like you know like oh like squeeze boob, turn on, have sex. Like if it's more yeah. than just that, if you have things you can say, things you can do if you know like each other's sexual fantasies in great detail and like you there's like a dynamic yes, yeah. and a narrative then like you know there's like kind of set list of things that I can do if like I'm in the mood that I will know will turn her on instantly and like vice versa and we, we you know we have like we have like activities that we do as foreplay I'm, I'm getting into the danger zone now but, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like sex is a constant conversation it's like it's
0: great i love it yeah. <laughs> There we go i'll save it at the now. end you're like what it's good cool
2: like, Yeah.
0: <laughs> that zip lock no I, I totally totally agree because you can like have partners that you could literally just have like very vanilla basic sex with mm. but to really like take things to another level it takes this layer of communication and knowing like how to like what what you're both into and having that I guess, comfortability to be like, Hey, actually I'd really like it if we could experiment with you being a little bit more dominant or like, let's try some sensory play or even like role play.
2: Mm. It,
0: and it, I, I totally agree that the narrative is such a spur, especially in longer sexual partners because I think that's something that I didn't have in my um, previous relationship that I was in for, like, four and a half years. Like, we didn't have that explorative sex. Like, sex became so, like, the same every single time we had yeah. se- like, sex. Like, he knew that I like to be a bit submissive, but then it never really, like, went further than that. Like, it never we never, like, pushed the boundaries. And then because we never did in that long time, like... It, sex became so repetitive and then we stopped having sex so frequently
1: someone on someone on the podcast said because I, I felt the same way and then they said but is the sex that you're having still good you know like, even if you're having it infrequently and i was like yes it's, it's still great but i think that also stopped me from recognizing the fact that sometimes yes great sex can still not you know be what you want um you can have amazing sex and it can still not be what you desire or what keeps you excited or entertained like every time we mm-hmm. had sex it was amazing I always came but that can in itself be quite like monotonous it it can be yeah. like you know you have you follow a format and the format stays the same because you know what works well for each other so yeah the spontaneity of things and the change of place and yeah changing up the narrative is is such a fun idea but it takes work it's not easy to do it it takes a lot of Mm -mm. communication and potentially planning and um and a lot of people don't want to go through that a lot of people just want Mm. sex to be cool and spontaneous and sometimes you just need to sit down and write a list out of what you go you both want to try um and see if see if the list matches and and make it happen don't just fantasize about it make it happen
2: also like stuff will sometimes go wrong
1: (laughs) yes like most of the time. Sometimes
2: (laughs) Sometimes <laughs> you'll have a great idea and then, like, so I'll kind of just go down the drain, something won't work about it. And, then like, yeah. that also has to be fine and not a disaster, basically. Exactly. And yeah. I also,
0: I think that's kind of exciting in a way when things go wrong. Like, makes it <laughs> like, funny. Yeah. Like, I think sex, you need like humor in sex mm-hmm. as well. And, like, to have that moment where you're like, oh, remember we, when we tried that and it really didn't work? That was quite funny. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's it's good to have that. But, like having a narrat- new new narratives to sex kind of builds your like adrenaline up and like it has that new fresh mm. feeling again especially if you've like been having the same sex for like 10 years And then suddenly you're, like, you meet someone that, like, really changes that up for you. That, that I can see, like, why that would be so game-changing. I think
2: we are just, like, very, very sexually compatible. And I, I like, I think it's, like, all the kind of tips and communication and, like, in the world, Mm -hmm. I think sometimes it's, like, but, like, you know, can you be the opposite roles in each other's sexual fantasies? Mm -hmm. Like... Yeah. Do they want to be the person that you were wanking about when you were 14? Like can they fit into that role? And oh, yes. um, like if if they're like you know but you know, you can you can love another bottom as much as you want, but at the end of the day, you know, it's probably it's probably not gonna work.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. You need to fulfill, fulfill those teenage dreams. <laughs>
1: This is a, this is an advert from BetterHelp Therapy Online. This is an ad
0: from BetterHelp Therapy Online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get like,
1: This is a, this is an advert from BetterHelp Therapy Online.
0: This is an ad from BetterHelp Therapy Online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get like, We wanted to tell you about our Patreon. We just wanted to say that we're independent and this is a really good way for independent podcasts to fund themselves. You can find all
1: the links to the right stuff in the show notes, in the description, and of course on our social media, on our little link tree. So yeah, check it out and come say hi. Sex and relationship hacks. Do you have any hacks um, that you can think of to make things easier? In, in the bedroom or in the relationships?
2: Um, I mean, you probably like you've probably covered everything. I'm gonna say, but I'm gonna say it well anyway.
1: <laughs> do, it, do it. It's always I good. Mean, repeat. Repeat information.
2: I think the most important one is talk about sex when you're not having sex.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: Like have sex as a, like a conversation that like you two have, and it doesn't have to be like we need to talk about sex as a problem. Like just when it's just you two, you should have sex as a conversation topic between mm-hmm. you both like yeah we talk about sex all the time me and my girl, when, yeah. you know, like when it's just us and um that like that kind of makes it sexy and quite often those conversations end in us having, having sex, sex. <laughs> <laughs> but like <laughs> yeah. at the beginning like it didn't it didn't start like that um, yeah. and the other tip I think is like I I, I kind of strongly believe that you, you should be talking throughout having sex
0: Constant I, like communication
2: like in a sexy way like mm-hmm. I think say stuff out loud like it's a huge shame barrier for a lot of people uh-huh. but I think once you can get over that shame barrier and like Basically, like I feel like the term "dirty talk" is like people find it cringe, and like people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be like, oh my god, your penis is so <laughs> so big and long. Like,
1: <laughs> I see you grabbing, grabbing for words. i like, like, what, what is a penis again? It's it's long. It is long.
2: <laughs> I've <laughs> been a heterosexual lady. Well, no, obviously, I've never been heterosexual. But yeah. <laughs> I have seen a penis.
1: I know that penises are long.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I agree with that definitely. I always try like if I'm feeling something, if I'm thinking something like constantly in my head during sex, I just, I just say it out loud. Just say it. Yeah, that like, is
2: like
0: you feel definitely. so good. Like, yeah, just
2: say it. Like appreciate the other person's body, even if it is about their long, hard penis. Whatever it is <laughs> that like is to your head, it's gonna like it's gonna like lower the shame barrier and like yeah. it's all yeah. gonna be good unless you're into the shame barrier which you know yeah there's lie.
1: nothing wrong with Each that their I try <laughs> yeah. really hard like on a on a first fuck to compliment their um compliment somebody's genitals um mm-hmm. recently I, I sat with a guy who was circumcised and I made a very good point being like your dick is beautiful like I hope you mm-hmm. know that and he was like
0: oh thanks That's good. <laughs> you need to know this shit because it's great oh yeah it's always nice to get compliments during sex yeah
1: definitely who doesn't like a compliment during sex but I think we have this like weird feeling I I definitely have felt this before if I if I'm with somebody for the first time I almost feel like oh yeah but I want to act so cool and I want to act like this is really easy and don't want to you know inflate their ego make them big-headed and I Mm. now I realize that just does the opposite it you're right it Mm. breaks down those Like embarrassing shame barriers and makes you seem more cool if you're just like wow you've got an amazing body like i'm i'm Mm -hmm. impressed thank you like wow your fucking legs are juicy like i love this and it it sort of takes a lot of like it makes people more comfortable
0: okay so if you could give any advice to your younger self what would it be when it comes to sex and relationships um other than like really flow fucking use a
2: condom
0: you idiot oh that got me um it's it's like she's talking to me but she's not she's talking to herself
2: No, yeah (laughs) oh yeah sorry i forgot about that
0: that, that's um yeah it's just rubbing read up the wrong way because i've not been using
2: condoms (laughs) recently (laughs) It's real, Florence. Yeah. You know, I'm talking to both of us here. It yeah. happens. Too many flores. It's flames. real. And the medication gives you diarrhoea. So... Oh, shit. Son of a
0: bitch. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Don't worry. I get regular tests. Yeah. Florence is, is You can get the smart. test, but you
2: still got to take that pill. And sometimes you're going to take that pill mm-hmm. and you're going to go to a party. <laughs> and you're going to have diarrhoea at that
1: party. Oh, no. Is this from real life experience?
2: <laughs> <Fuck>. Yeah. <laughs>
0: No, look I'd rather take yeah, diarrhea
1: over chlamydia any day
0: <laughs>
1: it's gotta happen yeah, needs must exactly. and like yeah, it's STIs again there is a lot of shame around STIs <laughs> STIs happen they happen whether you're being careful and smart and cautious and they still fucking happen um it's just like catching yeah, a cold man. for your genitals it just happens um yeah, yeah. Exactly. you, gotta, so you others, like, have than... to catch them to learn to learn from your mistakes even though yeah, we never learn. I was
2: much better. I, I did only get chlamydia once, so that's that's all right. But other than that, I have um... once too. <laughs> <laughs> and still, you're not using condoms. You know, some people. With only
0: with regular partners that I know don't have anything. Yeah.
2: Sure, sure. Yeah! Anyway.
0: Oh, fuck, I'm dead. <laughs> that sure was so good. Uh,
1: sure. Sure.
2: Other than that, I think I was pretty good. I like I had you know I had a lot of sex when I was younger, uh, with quite a lot of people, and you know no regrets. It, it was kind of my first sexual relationship wasn't very great. I think I was like, basically it was with a woman, and she was very much under you know behind the shame wall, Aww. Um, as I think a lot of young queer people are, even yeah. more than straight people and so i probably would be saying like flo you don't need to put up with this shit uh don't worry <laughs> you're gonna have a lot more sex with a lot more women who uh have smashed through the shame wall yeah and uh but other than that like no i think i was doing great <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're like i didn't need any advice actually yeah. i was just
2: so good no, at I just did <laughs> <know, me. laughs> yeah i learned along the way
0: So this listener's question is, I love sex and I'm super open about it and I'm up for most things, but I have one problem that I don't think has yet been discussed on the podcast or your YouTube channel yet. I have a major issue with putting stuff up my own vagina. I can't even wear tampons. The idea of it makes me feel sick and I could like I could faint. Yet I'm completely fine when a partner puts their fingers, penis or a sex toy inside me. I love being penetrated. I even have had my first smear test the other day and I nearly fainted afterwards. I don't know how to overcome this, especially since I'd love to get a rabbit vibrator or something. Any tips or tricks to use would be very helpful. Little cutie. So it's like basically... A fear of herself penetrating herself, yeah. and this fear but it seems okay it, when other people do it.
1: This this fear and the fact that she says she feels like she's fainting—that sounds very similar to a panic attack or an anxiety attack. So mm. it sounds like that that you've built this this ter- like this fear and terror around the idea of having things inserted in your vagina, especially if you're doing it yourself. But the fact if somebody mm. else does it, maybe you just don't have time to think about it, or you've separated it separated. Like if somebody else does it, it's okay. But if you do it, mm. it's not okay. It's definitely worth speaking to somebody about that because that anxiety sucks and it's so debilitating. Um, and the fact that you've already acknowledged it and acknowledged the fact that other people can do it is a great step forward in the direction that you want. Mm.
2: I would be really interested to ask this listener if they are okay with like touching their clitoris Mm. or masturbating in general I kind of suspect maybe they don't masturbate
0: Mm. Yeah.
2: and in that case I think maybe this is another case of the shame wall and they have some real kind of internalised disgust and shame uh, about their own genitals because we are fucking bombarded with with that as uh, women about like how vaginas are disgusting Mm -hmm. Um, even though like always love them they also think they're gross
1: yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. Like new,
1: but we've done the same we love penises but we're like but penises are actually gross it's like oh for god's sake
2: yeah, but penises are gross no they're not no they're beautiful <laughs> i love all penises actually, I'm, I'm joking
1: i love all bum holes bum holes don't get like the same respect as they deserve man it's not cool
2: i give bum holes a lot of respect trust yeah, me yeah
1: man they're, <laughs> they're tight little fuckers <laughs>
2: mine's not anyway that's another story
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's like warning tmi (laughs) please bleed that little bit out
2: but yeah um yeah i think this 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 young woman should maybe she's an old woman i don't know but um she she should yeah definitely talk to someone about like the feelings Mm. that she has and it might be a case of practice makes perfect Mm -hmm. like just sit in front of a mirror, spend some time looking at your genitals. What yes. does it make you feel? Try touching around your vagina. Like I think if this person starts masturbating and has a positive connection yeah. with their genitals and learns that they can make themselves feel the greatest pleasure that this earth has to offer. Yeah, get to
0: know them, get to know the genitals.
2: I think maybe the panic will start subsiding. But if, you, yeah. if they can't do that on their own, they should definitely think about seeing... Mm-hmm. yeah
0: that's a really 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 good advice i think actually it reminded when you were saying that um it reminded me of a guest that we had on a while ago called grace hazel and she does kind of like consultations with women about like about um getting over those kind of um fears um And she works a lot around like vaginismus Mm. and those kind of things which are mental um, things that do cause like pain and blockages Mm -hmm. when it comes to opening up sexually or just like being part like with your genitals. So I think maybe even check like her page out. It's really, really great as well. Um, You
1: can find her if you search Grace Hazel and Fucks Given. Probably it will come Mm -hmm. up in whatever podcast platform you're listening on and then have a listen and see if you like her because
0: she is amazing. She taught us a lot. Yeah, I think, yeah, just a first step, get a mirror. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And just sit there with your vulva and your vagina. Just give them a little look, a little play and like, yeah, get to know them.
1: Yeah, we'll take or some, take some vag selfies. They're great.
0: <laughs> I, like actually, real I think maybe that might be a little bit scary. Yeah, I'm
2: mean, I, always I, scared I still of like that seeing. Scary. <laughs> yeah, I when find... I'm horny, obviously it's fine. I'm like, yes, yeah, send, send, send. But then when like, <laughs> yeah. You stumble across them in the light of day. You're like,
0: ah! It's, it's so graphic,
1: isn't it? It's like really, it's like extreme close-up of your labia. You're like, woo!
0: <laughs> yes. Okay, so we have a little game to round up the episode.
1: So, Flo, we have this cute little game called "Come or Done," which is we're gonna tell you a sexual phrase, and you tell us whether it makes you come or whether you're done with it.
2: Got it.
0: There we go. Voila. Uh, So, Florence, do you want to do the first one, or should I? I could do it. Okay. So, what do you think about flavored
2: lubes? Oh, I'm done. (laughs) are we we talking about me personally or like yeah you personally okay yeah I'm done yeah I I mean yeah if you're gonna have sex you want it to taste like sex I don't want it to taste like chum chubs or whatever they're called
1: handcuffs
2: oh come Yay mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit
0: cliche, but you know. They're so yes. cliche, aren't they? But sometimes hot. the cliche works. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. What do you think is cliche? cliche for a yeah. Oh,
1: do we all just say that the, the third yeah. same time? Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. Well, all, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> we do. Some
1: synced up
0: shit. <laughs> Sex outdoors. Oh, come. Really?
2: That was I so quick. Like well. So
0: many people are into that.
2: I actually think this is a bit of lesbian privilege. I think that uh for two women, it's probably the easiest to get away with. <laughs> yeah. I live with two attention. gay men as well, and they, where, when we talk about having sex outdoors, they're like, this is lesbian privilege because gay men having sex outdoors is like, we will get arrested. Yeah. Um, you will offend like, somebody. If, if people stumble across us, it's like,
1: oh, we're just too girly. <laughs> So Having fun, so like innocent play, and you're like, no, yeah. I'm actually like knee deep in her right now. Like, how is this innocent? <laughs>
2: but no, I think it's it's very fun and exciting. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's the general i feel like every time that we talk about outside sex on the podcast it's just like yeah
1: thing is yeah. though i i feel like i've done a u-turn on outdoor sex it's such like a, a an amazing freaky fantasy and then you do it, you're like this is cold and uncomfortable and i'm in england and i'm probably being rained on and i might be sitting in yeah. piss like i've,
2: well, I've I would never done say about outdoor sex is don't plan it
1: yes mm. okay good
2: i think it's not something that you can really plan that much because it's like you know when are you gonna like you plan it and then it will rain or like you'll be scared that like you know if someone's gonna come around the corner or whatever but sometimes you're just like it's in the middle of the week you like have a random day off you're in the middle of the countryside you're like we haven't seen anyone else for like half an hour Um, yes that's the time to do it
1: beautiful we just need more summer in this country more like nice weather to be able to fuck outdoors
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is not a winter activity. Definitely. Absolutely not.
1: <laughs> All right, car sex.
2: Car sex. Um, I'm car sex. Yeah, come. It's like outdoor sex, but with a little. Little shelter. Little, little sheath. <laughs> little protection. I have, funny, I have quite a funny story about carflex. Oh, point. can I mean, you I, say it? Do you have permission yeah, I mean, No, but I, I think because it was like, it's, it wasn't very sacred because it, it, it went wrong. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> basically me and my girlfriend before um, we had our anniversary right at the beginning of lockdown mm-hmm. and we were like, what can we do to celebrate our anniversary? That's just still like Corona safe. Mm -hmm. yeah so we were like let's go dogging
1: oh (laughs) yes (laughs) Yes. love
2: well we were just like let's just drive our car out to epping forest and have sex in the car um but i was just way too nervous because epping forest is not very deserted and people were driving past all the time (laughs) i just couldn't handle it i was too scared so we just drove straight home again but that was very fun (laughs) 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 um that was very funny and fun um But yeah, class X, in theory, definitely I'm up for it. In practice, it's never really worked for me.
0: Yeah, I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's quite uncomfortable as well. It's really uncomfortable. You have to have like a big old car or like a mattress in the back, maybe a van. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> mattress
2: in a van. when does yeah, it just yeah. become like not car sex if it's yeah, like yeah i'm not sure A mattress in a van is that camper van yeah sex? it's
1: like living there um this is my home now okay cool yeah. um i like i like that you didn't have it though it's like what we were saying before about how spontaneous sex is good but i on- honestly think that having the mistakes can be more intimate than actually having sex with somebody the yeah, mistakes is mm. like you know it, it kind of what binds you together and makes you makes you one
2: it was a very yeah. funny bonding experience.
0: Okay, so lastly, rimming.
2: Oh, come. Come all the way.
0: I come! <laughs> yes, I love that. We do like bumbles. Although, personally, I'm not a fan of rimming. Yeah, Rude.
2: But- <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine?
0: <laughs> uh, actually, I think... I don't know. I'm still... At- I'm at this stage where I'm getting to a point where I'm more into other people's pleasure than my own pleasure sometimes mm. so I feel like if someone really loved it I would would go there this time but I just if someone's on I just don't enjoy receiving it at all like, I don't have any feeling in the rim of my ass yeah that's fair some yeah. people don't I think it's yeah. like you
2: know, the way you're wired up kind of thing
0: yeah yeah exactly yeah which is which is
1: all good it's just it's just it's just another hole any holes, are go. Any surface <laughs> any holes are a go any surfaces are go
0: Thank you so much for coming on our podcast it's time for us to fuck off now it's been so good that was really fun actually i love this format as well (laughs)
1: yeah Yeah. it's really nice thank you so much for coming on and yeah like being so candid as candid as you can be with us uh, it can be quite difficult these conversations
2: <laughs> yeah i don't want to give all my secrets away
0: but don't worry i didn't i still have lots left yay <laughs> <laughs> the secret sometimes secrets make things sexier as well yeah. like keeping things mm. to yourself is actually quite hot sometimes oh, i literally yeah. don't know that don't know that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, say
1: everything all at once but please flo please tell our curious fuckers where they can find you
2: oh i am on at flo perry on twitter or at flo perry draws on instagram
1: hey amazing and you gotta you gotta definitely check go out check that out oh i was gonna say go
0: check out the book but we twins there. oh yeah definitely how- oh yeah um remind people the book
2: it's called how to have feminist sex a fairly graphic guide and you can buy it from anywhere really. Anyway, oh, like...
0: great Christmas present. Nice. Oh, oh shit. This episode might be out after Christmas. Yeah, a
2: great like great after... Valentine's Christmas. Present. Oh
0: yeah, yeah cute.
1: Yeah. That's
0: yeah. nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everyone. If you enjoyed this episode, remember to subscribe, give us a rating and a review. And if you have your own sex question or sex story, please email it in at fks given podcast at gmail.com
1: Ooh, uh, you can also check us out on instagram at ComeCurious as well as our youtube channel oh and our personal instagram accounts read and florence bark and yeah. what else do we say in this little cheeky cheeky Ooh, number
0: and you will hear us <laughs> next week next week
1: guys love you all bye, bye.